Shabbat Shalom, I'm Rabbi David Levine, and this is Live From Home, and I want to welcome our Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue members and all of our podcast listeners from around the world. This is Erev Shabbat on Friday, August 28, 2020, and this evening, Eric Painter will lead us in Hebrew prayers and worship, and then we'll pray God's blessing over the children and the adults, and we'll study together the scriptures with Rabbi Yuri tonight. Please click the share button on this Facebook post and invite your Facebook friends to join us as we get ready to worship. Let's thank the Lord for this Shabbat. We're so happy that we can be together with the Lord and with each other to rest and be refreshed in his presence. So from Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom. Now let's welcome the painters to Live From Home. Shalom. My name is Eric. This is my wife, Anya, and we welcome you into our home tonight. Let's begin our worship with a lighting candles. Baruch Venatan lanu et Yeshua meshikeinu vetzivanu lahiyot olam. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us in your word and given us Yeshua our Messiah and commanded us to be light to the world. Amen. Children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat 
observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Surround them with favor like a sheep. 
Because of your great grace and love, I can enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in reverence for you.
Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Anya, for welcoming in Shabbat. And thank you, Eric, for leading us into worship. What a wonderful time. Hey, this is a great night to say Shabbat Shalom, y'all. We're in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's a natural thing to say down here. So Shabbat Shalom, y'all. And I want to invite everybody to get ready for a time of blessing. It's been our custom for many years to gather the children under a huge talit in the synagogue and then to gather the adults and pray a blessing over them. And we wanna encourage you to participate at home on Friday evenings with us. If you have your talit nearby, you can take it and gather your family with you. What a beautiful way to bring your family together. And here's the blessing that's on my heart. It actually comes from a proverb that Sandy was sharing with me this week, Proverbs 17, verse 14. And it says this, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. It's like opening the floodgates or a, a downpour of water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. So my prayer for you and for all of us is that we would learn how to stop before it's too late, how we can avoid arguments, avoid quarreling and do everything we can so that we don't bring quarrels into the house of the Lord. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you've made a covenant of shalom with us and you have given us authority to exercise control over our tongues. And so I pray, Lord, that when strife is stirring up in us, that we would stop it right then, that we would stop contention before a quarrel starts. Help us avoid quarreling in, in saying too many things and help us avoid arguments. Lord, we want to be at peace with each other, with all of our friends and family. And so we pray for your blessings for this in Yeshua's name. Amen. So I hope you received that. We also want to pray tonight for everyone in our mishpacha who is in mourning, who's lost a loved one. We want to lift up Rabbi Victor Valensky in Crimea. His father passed away and was buried on Thursday. We're glad to hear that Maria Perez is on her way back home from Mexico after her surgery. And remarkably, she had no pain during the surgery afterwards, and she's had a great recovery so far. Her daughter, Yaslin, is driving her back, and Maria sends her gratitude for all your prayers and all the words of comfort that you've shared with her. We also want to pray for those who are battling COVID-19 themselves or in their families, and also for those who are dealing with other health issues. And we want to lift up all the young people and college students who are back to school now, all those as well who are teaching in school and university. We want to pray for their protection and safety. We want to lift up everyone who's facing financial or job challenges during this season and everyone who's been affected by Hurricane Laura as well. And we want to remember again that 60 years ago, Axe Handle Saturday, August 27th, 1960, here in Jacksonville, when axe-wielding racists in Jacksonville beat young Blacks who were engaged in a peaceful, nonviolent sit-in. So let's pray, Lord. We lift up our 
Mishpacha to you this evening. We pray for the peace that surpasses understanding. We pray for healing. We pray for comfort, Lord. We pray for recovery and for provision as well. We pray for protection for all of those who are dealing with um, back to school issues. And we pray for safety for Maria, she and Yaslan are driving back. Lord, pour out your mercy, your comfort, your consolation on the Valensky family as they are in mourning for Victor's father. And Lord, we are just so grateful that you're watching out for us. We lift up all of those who are going through financial struggles right now or who are in need of jobs because their work has uh, changed. We lift up all business owners and professionals for provision for them too in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Lord, for watching out for us. Thank you for taking care of us and for being close to us in the name of Yeshua. So Mishpacha, thank you for joining with me in prayer. And you might want to take a moment in the comments section to greet one or two other people by name and to just give them a big Shabbat Shalom or for tonight, Shabbat Shalom, y'all, for tonight. Now let's welcome Rabbi Yuri to Live From Home. Shabbat Shalom, Rabbi David. Shabbat Shalom, Yal. And welcome into our home. Yal, it's a southern Ukraine language, Yal. Today I want to speak, um, continue to speak about very important topic for me in my life, um, the Messiah in the scriptures. And last Shabbat we started to talk about it and today I'd want to, I would like to continue in this direction. Last week we talked about the Apostle Paul and his teacher Gamaliel. We also talked about the fact that only the Bible is the foundation of our faith, only the scriptures. The believers of the first centuries managed to find the Messiah in the Torah and the scriptures and build their trust in the Lord on the foundation of Messiah. I want to remind us the place from our last uh, week discussions, one of the passages from the Bible that always inspires me to look for the Messiah in the Tanakh. This is from the example of the ministry of Rabbi Shaul. It's in the book of Acts chapter 17. So Acts chapter 17, let's start with verse 2. We will read a couple verses. This is about Rabbi Shaul. As was his custom, Paul went to the Jewish people, and for three Shabbatot, three Shabbats, he debated the scriptures with them. He opened them and gave evidence that Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead, saying, This Yeshua, whom I declare to you, is the Messiah. It's the question, what scriptures he debated with them? New Testament was not written at that time. It was the Torah, the prophets and the writings. Also, uh, chapter 17, verse 10. And let's read uh, the next couple verses. As soon at, as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. Upon arrival, they made their way to the Jewish synagogue. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, because they received the message with goodwill, searching the scriptures each day to see whether these things were true. Therefore, many of them believed, as well as quite a few prominent Greek women and men. So it's a very interesting place of scriptures. So first of all, they searched the scriptures with good will and with all their hearts without a wrong agenda, without different agenda. They were trying to find the truth. Rabbi Shul was knowledgeable in the scriptures and he was able to show Yeshua the Messiah in the Tanakh. So please think about it for the moment. The first Messianic believers had no Brita Hadashah the New Testament at that time. Their faith was, faith was built upon the Messiah, whom they were able to find in the Tanakh. 
in the Torah, Prophets and Writings. And how strong was their faith. They were led to suffer and die in the name above all names. They loved Messiah Yeshua more than anything else in this world. The Word of God is alive today and has a power to change us forever. I love the place of scripture, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. What's the word of God is? We know it's not only, only the Brita Hadashah, not only the New Testament, but also Torah, the prophets, and the writings, scriptures. And also allow this place of scripture. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Messiah. Another translation, by the word of God. It is very important for us as Messianic believers to find the Messiah in the Torah, in the prophets, in the scriptures, so that our faith can be founded on our knowledge of the scriptures, not upon our feelings or anything else, but upon our knowledge of the scriptures. I believe it is the most important part and task for us today. So with this in mind, let's find Yeshua in the Tanakh. And I will be able to show only a few places today, only a few places because it is so many of them here. We can spend hours and hours and days and days to, to look for Messiah in the scriptures. And actually, you can research more for yourself. So today we'll speak about the perfect sacrifice in the Torah, in the Tanakh, that pointed us to the future Messiah and his perfect sacrifice for all of us. So let's look in the Tanakh. And I want to uh, read from Isaiah chapter 53. This is one of the most famous Messianic place of scripture. And we'll read it carefully and we will... Uh, see a couple places from here and look at it. So let's start from verse uh, 2. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of Adonai revealed? So old chapter. Yeah. So one of the names of, or titles of the Messiah, the arm of Adonai. Verse 3. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 5. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter. Like a sheep before its sharers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. Let's read verse 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous and he will bear their iniquities. In the Bible we are called the holy people. Not because we are perfect, but because of the redemptive work of Yeshua. Verse 12. Therefore I will give him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoil with the mighty, because he poured out his soul to death, and was counted with transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and interceded for the transgressors. What do you say here? This is the gospel, good news from Isaiah to all of us. 
to the Jewish people and all the Gentiles, all the people from other nations. Who was pierced? Who was crushed because of our transgressions and iniquities? Who paid full price and was slaughtered like a sheep for us? I know that some of the teachers try to put Israel on this place. But if we read without wrong agenda, with open heart towards the scriptures, we can see who is this one. If, we, if you have an open heart without your own agenda, how can you not see Yeshua in this prophecy? It is so clear. It's about him. And please think about it. Can you imagine how accurate is the prophecy from Isaiah? It was the spirit of Adonai, spirit of the Lord, who gave these words to Isaiah. Who else can it be except Yeshua the Messiah? We know in the Jewish world were many people who proclaimed themselves to be a Messiah with a small letter. Uh, I know one of them was born in my home city. But only the Messiah, only the Messiah, the Son of God who was born, the Son of God who paid price for our shalom, and was pierced and died for all of us in Jerusalem, the only one Messiah. The Messiah is so present in the book of Isaiah and our hearts belong to him. He is our savior and he is our love, our master and our king. The Lord, son of God, who became the sacrifice for all of us is perfect without any sin or defect. I want to read one more of Messianic prophecies about the coming of the Messiah and how beautiful he is. And please stay with me. It's in Isaiah chapter 9. So can you imagine this time in the synagogue back then, 2,000 years ago, Rabbi Shaul opened these places of scriptures and showed them about the Messiah, about Yeshua. So it's in Isaiah chapter 9. Let's read from verse 5. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and shalom there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. Wow, what a child it is, what a child it is. Is it possible that any child of man will be called mighty God or wonderful counselor or father of eternity or prince of peace? Is it possible? It's impossible. Only one, only one child, the Messiah who was born by the woman in flesh but whose father is the mighty God. He is the son. He is the child who was born to us. Do you remember how many times some of the religious people of Israel were looking to kill Yeshua because he proclaimed himself the son of the Lord? It was one of the main reasons why they decided to crucify him, because he proclaimed himself the son of God the son, son of God, the child who was given to them. Because he is wonderful counselor, because he, mighty God, my father of eternity, because he, prince of peace. I can imagine the moments when Mary or Miriam, it was her Jewish, real Jewish name, was feeding the Messiah when he was a newborn baby with this in mind. And please remember, um, let's open together. Let's read this because I believe it will be very important for us. It's in Luke chapter 1, book of Luke chapter 1, Brita Hadasha, New Testament. Verse 26. This is actually accomplishment of the uh, prophecy from Isaiah. Verse 26. Then in the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was sent by Adonai into a town in the Galilee named Nazareth. Verse 28. And coming to her, to Miriam, the angel said, Shalom, favored one. Adonai is with you. But at the message, she was perplexed and kept wondering what kind of greetings this might be. So can you imagine this? I believe it was almost the same moment as with Moses. Okay, Lord, what do you want from me? Shalom, blessed one. <laughs> Verse 30. The angel spoke to her. Do not be afraid, Miriam, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. He will be great and will be called Ben Elion. And it's interesting, uh, different names here. Ben Elion, it means the son of Most High. Adonai Elohim, the Lord of Lords, will give him the throne of David, his father. He shall reign over the house of Jacob for all eternity, and his kingdom will be without end. Verse 34. Miriam said to the, said to the angel, How can this be, since I am not intimate with a man? And responding, the angel said to her, The Ruach HaKodesh will come upon you, and power of Elion will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One, being born, will be called Ben Elohim, Son of God. Verse 38. So Miriam said, Behold, the servant of Adonai, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. So, can you imagine her feeding the, this baby with this prophecy, with this angel Gabriel who came to her and gave her this prophecy about coming of the Messiah through her? She gave birth to the Messiah who created the world. She holds baby who was to die for her sins and be a sacrifice for her. She was his mother but he was her Messiah and the Lord of her life. Can you imagine this? One more place about the Messiah from the scriptures, and let's go even deeper here. It's in Zechariah chapter 12. It's a beautiful place of scripture. Verse 10. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and a spirit of grace and supplication, when they will look towards me whom they pierced, they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and grieve bitterly for him, as one grieves for a firstborn. It is very important to understand here who has the authority to pour out the spirit of grace in Jerusalem on Jerusalem. So let's define who the spirit of grace and supplication is. And we can find in the John chapter 14, and I believe it is uh, application of this prophecy. John chapter 14, verse 16. This is the words of Yeshua, the Messiah. This is his promise to you, to me, to all of us together. The wonderful, beautiful prophecy. Verse 16, John 14, 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, so he may be with you forever. Not only today, but forever. Even after we will die, our spirit will not die, because we will be with him, with the Holy Spirit forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him, you know him, because he abides with you, and will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I love this place. The Holy Spirit and Yeshua saying here, I will come to you through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit. Yeshua is with us today, right now. This is the promised Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of the Messiah. 
And John chapter 16, verse 8, very short place of scripture, also application of this prophecy. When he comes, the Holy Spirit comes. He will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. Only the Spirit of God can reveal us the Messiah. It is his job. It is his work. Only his presence in his presence, we are able to transform into image of the Messiah. By his Spirit, we are resurrected from the dead. We are already resurrected from the dead by the Spirit of the Lord. To the new life in the Messiah. And without Holy Spirit, nobody is able to repent, to do Shua. Nobody. Because this is the work of the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he convicts the world about sin about righteousness and judgment. Deep inside of us, He is bringing His faith right now by His love, by His presence. Can a prophet or any other person pour out the Holy Spirit? Of course not. Zechariah can't do that. It's impossible for man. Only the Messiah, the Lord, is pouring out His Spirit on us. It is His job. So here the Lord speaks on his behalf. I will pour it out. And immediately he speaks about the result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on hearts and souls. And I want to read again Zechariah chapter 12 and all place of scriptures, all, chap all, all verse. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. When they will look towards me, whom they pierced, they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and grieve bitterly for him, as one grieves for a firstborn. So, let's read carefully. The Lord speaks on his behalf. I will pour the Spirit. And he continues. They will look towards me, another translation, on me whom they pierced. I have a question. Who gave this prophecy to Zechariah? For sure. The Messiah. His Spirit. Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of Messiah. Lord speaks from Himself. I will pour the Spirit and they will look on me. Whom they pierced. It was Yeshua whom was pierced for us. In Zechariah chapter 30, next chapter, verse 1 and 2, in that day a spring will be opened to the house of David and to inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. It will happen in that day. It is a declaration of Adonai Tsevaot. When it will be? When all the Israel will see him whom they pierced. This time is very close, I believe, very close to us. I truly believe that many rabbis, like Rabbi Shaul, who are knowledgeable in the Torah and writings, will see the Messiah, will recognize Yeshua in the Torah and the prophets, and will be in fire for him, as Rabbi Shaul was. Time is coming when all Israel will be saved. It is in, uh, Rabbi Shaul said it in Romans, all Israel shall be saved. How blessed we are that we can see Yeshua in the Bible and we can know Him, how He is, loving and forgiveness saver of our souls. I gave only a few prophecies about the Messiah who is promised in the Tanakh. They are much, much more there. And I want to challenge all of us today. When we read the Bible, try to look for the Messiah. Try to find Him. To build your faith upon him in the scriptures. I believe this kind of faith, trust, can sustain you through all the troubles of this time. And when all the world go goes crazy, you will be able to say, I build my life not on the news and problems around me, but upon ancient news and promises about the Messiah. And believe me, this world sooner or later will come to an end. And only those who trust Messiah, Yeshua, 
will have an eternal life. Therefore, Rabbi Shaul and all the apostles and the first believers were happy to die, to be persecuted for the name of Yeshua, the promised one through all the scriptures. Thank you very much. And let's welcome Rabbi David. Rabbi David. Rabbi Yuri, thank you so much for that message. Mishpacha, we're in the Hebrew month of Elul, and I want to encourage all of us to take our spiritual temperature and to look for symptoms as well. I prayed last week that all of us would test positive for God's shalom and that we would be infected with his shalom and even be contagious. Now, if you're infected with shalom from God, it will spread to your major organs, your heart and your mind. You'll have faith, you'll have hope, you'll have a Kadima attitude about the future. I want to share with you a couple of scriptures that Sandy shared with me. She's been real busy in the scriptures this week. Thank you, Sandy Levine. Isaiah 54, verse 2 from this week's Haftorah portion. It says this, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your tent stakes. And then verse three, for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. So when you test positive for Shalom, you know what? Faith will be alive in you and hope will be alive in you. Because of your relationship with Messiah, you will know that you have a hope and a future and you will have a Kadima attitude. Kadima is a Hebrew word that means forward, even charge. Let's go forward. In Isaiah chapter 54, verses two and three, which I just shared with you, speaks of having a positive view about what's ahead an expanding and expansive view about your future. And if you can look at all the instability in the world and that's what tells you about your future, then you have not yet tested positive for shalom. God shalom will guard your heart and your mind. God shalom will cause you to anticipate good and to see things ahead. Now, another set of symptoms for your heart and for your mind, if you're testing positive, if you've been infected, is that you will have courage and strength. Sandy shared with me this scripture from Psalm 27, starting in verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I love this passage because it really helps us understand that we may struggle. We may be faced with challenges that, that cause us to have uncertainty, to look at the difficulties that we're going through as well as the difficulties that others are going through. And we could be tempted to give up, to lose heart. But what is a remedy for that? Believing that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is not only the God of the hereafter, he's the God of the here and now. That's something worth knowing. That's something worth reflecting on and paying attention to. We serve an eternal God who's beyond time and space, but he's also the God of heaven and earth. And he watches over us and he reveals his goodness in the land of the living. So I want to encourage you. You want to be praying for this. You want to be asking God for his shalom. You want to say, Lord, I trust in Messiah Yeshua. I trust in what you have done for me that I couldn't do for myself. And so I, I want your shalom to guard my heart and my mind. I want to be infected with your shalom, Lord. Let it spread to all of my major organs, my heart, my mind, and every part of my soul and being. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Well, I want to encourage you to join us on Wednesday night, September 2nd at 6.30 p.m. for our worship and prayer meeting and our time to celebrate together the meal of Messiah. We'll be on the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Mishpocha group page. It's a limited access page for those who are part of the congregation and those who are close to us as well. 
I'm going to give special thanks to everyone at Beth Israel for your faithful support. Your faithful steady giving gives us stability. We're grateful for your generosity and for your cheerfulness and for the support that you're providing for the extra disinfecting processes, which we now have to, to utilize and for JSO for the security that they provide. Thank you for your sacrificial giving as well with your tithes and your offerings. If you want to support Beth Israel, you can find out how by going to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com giving, and you can uh, learn about our online giving platforms, Giving Fire and PayPal. They're very safe and secure and easy to set up. You'll also find our mailing address for checks and for your bank's bill pay services. I'm very excited for tomorrow, live from home and live from the sanctuary together. For all those who will be with us, who were notified through our RSVP system about attending synagogue, we're excited that you'll be together with us and everyone who can join us by live stream too. I wanna to close tonight with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel and then we will return to the painter home for a final worship song. So let's gather together now. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ye'er Adonai p'navelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai p'navelecha. Vayasem lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep watch over you. Guard and protect you and be your shield. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, our Lord and Messiah. Thanks for joining with us tonight. From Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom, y'all. Now let's go to the painter home for a final worship song. Shabbat Shalom, everyone.
fire of your spirit upon me, the power of your word within me, fill me, fill me, fill me with the power of your love, for your healing power upon me, fill me, fill me. Great and worthy, worthy of all 
Brasil.